Welcome to 1202, the Human Factors Podcast. The podcast that covers all things about humans, technology, and particularly the bit in between. With your host, Barry Kirby. And welcome to this episode of 1202, the Human Factors Podcast. Firstly, my apologies that um, we haven't had any episodes released in the past couple of weeks. Basically, like everybody else, I don't know about you, but I got no idea what day it is. And every time it came around to Monday, it was very much, a, oh, I've done that. Um, it's become very repetitive. And quite frankly, I've, I've, I've taken a bit of a break and it's been quite nice to make the most of the weather, which is about to change. But we've got to get back on the wagon. And this episode is coming, taking another slightly different view, like what we've done in the past. And I'm really looking at how different people have coped with um, COVID and how it's inspired some inspiration. Um, those people who've worked with me in the past know I've got a real thing around training, particularly synthetic training and how we blend live and synthetic training. So I'm really pleased to be able to introduce um, two gents with us today who've actually taken that inspiration from, that COVID has achieved and taken an idea that they were having and allowed it to, be, to, to grow and be used. Uh, so largely what we're going to be talking about today is a, an inspiration for a new technique for taking um, exercise training that allows decision making to be examined and and better trained. Um, but before we get into that, I'll introduce the um, the two gentlemen themselves. Sorry, Edward, can you give us a bit of um, um, a bit bit of in, in, insight into who you are, where you come from, and um, yeah, w- w- what you're doing with us today? Um, so I'm a second lieutenant in the Army Reserve, currently working with East Midlands Officer Training Corps. Um, and I've been working there since I commissioned, um, last November. Cool. So, um, thank you for joining us today. Um, Matthew, what about you? What's your name? Where do you come from? Um, I'm Matthew. I'm, um, also with, um, the University Officer Training Corps, though, uh, based in Oxford and I'm looking to commission in, um, this autumn. Fantastic. So, Obviously, we've all been in lockdown. So before we get into the main main topic, um, how have you found lockdown? How have you found? Is it is it? Have you found easy? Have you found it difficult? Have you quite frankly like the um, like the excuse not to go out anywhere? Have you missed not being able to yomp out on the hills? Matthew, how have you how have you found it? Um, I've gotten off uh, relatively lightly. Um, it means I've not been able to work towards my doctorate by having to stay out of labs, but it makes sense. What's your doctorate in? Um, I think you should ask. I work with um, biological viruses, but it's not the one that's um, making headlines. Okay, moving swiftly on. <laughs> that, sound, that sounds uh, massively interesting. I presume you're doing that at, at Oxford? Yes. Yeah, brilliant. So, Edward, what about yourself? How have you found being, uh, being locked away? Um, I found it um, quite productive, actually. It's allowed me to focus on uh, things that I've been doing, admin work for the Office Training Corps, um, and, and in particular, this project. So it's been quite helpful for that in some ways. Brilliant. So that, that takes us quite nicely into um, this project is basically looking at um, when we do exercises, the, the idea that exercises always win. Um, the good guys always win. The bad guys always get always get killed. And there's without when you do live exercises, that's always the way it is. It, it, it has to be like that because you they're generally expensive to run. They take a lot of time and planning, and if you don't get a cool result, then everybody gets demotivated at the end. But obviously, that you, we don't learn the best that way. We learn best out of actually failure, and we learn by um, working out what's gone wrong and being able to change and adapt that. 
and reconciling them two has always been very difficult without the use of um, synthetics. But from what you've been doing, you seem to have come to a, um, a solution um, in broad strokes that, that might be able to help us along down that road. So can you, Edward, can you tell us a bit more about, um, about what it is you've been doing and what this project actually is? Um, so over the last few months, uh, Matthew and myself have been working on a, a tactical uh, platoon level based um, training tool, uh, which allows you to do um, in effect, virtual exercises um, with you know, inc incredibly f flexible force ratios um, so that you can actually lose and you can try things and plan and fail and then learn. Um, and it can be, it's very easy to be sc scaled up and scaled down to the needs of the unit being trained. So is this then basically put into a computerized form, a sort of a tactical exercise without troops, um, a tute type exercise? Uh, yes, yeah, so it, it, it's very similar to a tute. Um, and currently with, with lockdown, it's had to be put in a computerized format. Mm -hmm. um, but the original plan was it to be in a physical, um, moving bits of paper and counters and things on a, on a physical map in a room. Um, so the so the idea is to, you actually get the people in and they um, war game effectively, um, but you've also been able to adapt that to use a, a synthetic platform to to make it work as well. Exactly. Yeah. Oh, cool. Okay. You are listening to twelve oh two, the Human Factors Podcast. We wanted to take the opportunity to say thank you for your support. You can help further by rating us through your podcast provider sharing us through social media, and telling your friends and colleagues. Let's work together in raising awareness of the value in putting users at the center of what we do. So what is it you think you've um, actually achieved with this then? What, what is it what, what is it that's, because it's clearly caught, it's caught people's imagination, because I know I'm not the only press request that you've, uh, that you've had, and you're going to be talking to various people about this. Um, what do you think, what is it that's captured the imagination? Um, I think one thing that's captured the imagination, particularly for the trainees, um, is the ability, is the sense that their decisions actually make a difference and actually matter and make a difference to the result. And they can get a sense of what it is like to operate um, with people above them and people below them and people at the same level and they're all trying to work together for a goal. Um, that's been the, the major feedback from the trainees. They really enjoy actually having to having to work together and having to read their orders through fully and come up with a plan that works. So within, um, obviously there's only so much we can actually talk about the actual system itself. Um, but can you give us a bit of a flavor about how it actually works? What is it, if I was taking part in, in the exercise using, um, using your system, what could I expect to see, touch, integrate with, uh, interact with? Um, you would, uh, you would have access to a map of the the, the battlefield as it were yeah um with your your troops um represented on, on that map you wouldn't have any visit any knowledge of where the enemy are you have to go out and find them um and that's done with um basically random number generators and bit and cover and things lots of factors play into how that's simulated I hate um, it when you don't when you don't know where the enemy is. That's really. <laughs> anyway, sorry. Yeah, carry on. Um, and it's it's a turn-based uh, sort of war game. So 
you, you would have a turn and, and move and then the en enemy would have a chance to react to that and you would have a chance to react to that reaction and then the cycle flips, the enemy moves, you react to the enemy and the enemy reacts to your reaction. So when you're, so obviously you said there's two ways of doing this. One is it as a, as a live tabletop event and then the other one is a simulation. Through the simulation, obviously you can get the computer to do all the enemy maneuver and, and that type of thing. Does, does the same happen in the live event as well or do you have people playing a, a sort of a white force? Um, um, well, we actually have it at the moment that neither in on the, the simulated version or if played tabletop is the computer doing anything we actually get two separate teams of office cadets ah, okay. and put them against each other um, firstly that simulates a human human level intelligence enemy um, so they make mistakes and they also do things that very clever things that you're not expecting um, and it is also because we very easily simulate forces that are almost equal in terms of strength. So you have to get a local force ratio rather than an overall force ratio, which is very realistic. That's really cool. That sounds really interesting. Um, Matthew, what do you think the, um, what basically what inspired you to do this? Because obviously you're, um, you're from two slightly different areas and you've clearly come together with, with this common need. So what inspired you to, um, to get on and do this? Well, back at the start of March, um, we both happened to be on the same battlefield tour um, run by um, the Military Academy at Sandhurst with um, the US Naval College. And as we were just waiting for our transport home um, on the final day, we were discussing the idea of um, wargaming and how it might be useful in an officer training corps context to give people experience of commanding units in a nice, um, I suppose, safe environment where they can feel free to make mistakes and that then led on to um, the work of the um, YouTuber known as Lindy Bage, his name escapes from me off the top of my head, um, but he ran a giant uh, game of Crossfire mm -hmm. and as things progressed we just we chatted about it, it seems a, a pretty good idea and then lockdown came and um, everyone was trying to come up with ideas for um, to continue keeping the officer cadets in, um, engaged with the training and almost give them ex hands-on experience. And we thought this might be quite a good idea of, or quite a good idea to use to train our officer cadets. Cool. And so when you've been, you've engaged with these, obviously there's been quite a few of you thinking around different ideas um, of, of what you've had to do. Um, but when you've engaged with this, how did how did your idea get um, uh, I guess received? And because clearly you're now having a bit of support to um, to push this on, and it's quite well received. Um, how how was it received initially? Were you, were you was it obvious that it was a good solution, or did people think you were on the on the far side of crazy? Or um, what sort of reaction did you get? Yeah, a fair few of the uh, the actions were yes, I think we should give it a go because it's it seemed to be stand a reasonable chance and if you don't try things you don't know that's very true um so in terms of time effort money to get everything done is it's all been off your own bat or um so basically all your own time and effort put into it um or has there been um great you know have you been able to dip into more uh, military support or has it just been your own idea that you build a lot of it has been our own idea cool um, so pure innovation right there that's amazing um 
obviously you've had to work together you, you're in two um different geographic locations as well as trying to get information from other people and the other cadets and stuff what's been the um modus operandi of working um has it all been just um zoom meetings or is it um or, or that type of thing how, how have you found how have you been able to collaborate um yeah it's been uh, mostly zoom um you know or, or various other video chat services uh whatsapp big one as you know mm -hmm. with the army very uh, you know it's very common use so we've been using that um particularly during the games themselves and the training itself um it makes quite a, for quite a good um simulated bowman net <laughs> yes um but yes, yes it's been zoom video chat whatsapp I guess it's uh, I, you. You must have had a bit of a struggle on the, or to a certain extent, with the security aspect, because obviously, um, WhatsApp. Or these are all open networks, and so you you've had to have had that in the back of your mind to a certain extent. But it, do you find it caused any a real problem, or is it just something you have to be aware of? Um, it was more something we just had to be uh, aware of. I mean, there was there was nothing that we've been doing that is sort of, you know, sort of a high government level sort of secret. <laughs> yes. Yeah, we're not, not worrying about sort of nuclear launch codes. It's uh, a bit more low level than that. Um, but it, it, it was a factor. Um, and we've tried to be as sensible as, as possible um, with that. So, um, Matthew, how many of the, um, how many exercises have you ran so far using the system? Or is, is it still in its early, I mean, it's still in its testing phase for want of a better expression, but how many times have you actually played with it and, and run what you know a successful exercise um so far we've run five successful exercises i believe and we've got our sixth tomorrow oh wow oh crikey so i'm, I'm digging into your prep time um the um so, so how many people you've had involved in uh, you know ballpark uh, per exercise uh generally per exercise we have uh, between eight and ten officer cadets total mm -hmm. um so that's four or five per side and then uh, myself and Mr. Thodey as the umpires. Oh, fantastic. So from what you've seen so far with your experience of running your, um, your, your five exercises, how do you know that this is successful? How do you know that you're actually achieving what, is it, what it is that you set out, uh, set out to achieve? How do you know that you're actually elicit, the, the people are actually learning from, from taking part? Um, well, we've seen, we, we've been using... Um, the say uh, not it hasn't been exactly the same people for the last five exercises but um while it was still small and, and as, it, as you said it's still sort of in its infancy at the moment we've been using the same sort of group of people each time and there has actually been a noticeable increase in ability um both at the tactical level um with attacks being planned and and so on but also with uh, the understanding of how people fit into a bigger military picture how they fit into a company how they fit into a battle group with you know various assets being requested um by the by the uh, these sort of virtual company commanders um for example uh in in the first week we had no requests for assets and last week we had requests for reinforcements requests for additional logistics requests for attack helicopters and fast air so there's been a noticeable increase in ability <laughs> so how have you um you suddenly get get uh, the requesting for um, for tactical nuclear strike or that type of thing. How how is it as as umpires? Do you deal with that? Um, is it is, is there some things you just have to turn like? I guess I would hope you have to turn down. Um, but how how do you how have you learned as as umpires to actually deal with that sort of thing? 
It's a mixture. It's a, I suppose what would be um, in keeping with the scenario, what things have we hinted that they might have access to in their orders? Have we told them they've got air superiority? If so, yeah. we're more likely to let them um, have an airstrike. If they're doing particularly badly and need a lot of help, maybe we might consider playing God. Fair enough. The, um... This podcast is supported by K-Sharp, the human science research and human factors consultancy. If you want to know how innovating in the relationship between humans and technology can add value to your business, product, or research, then visit www.ksharp.co.uk. You see, you seem to have come quite a long way with um, um, with a system, with a training system, in actually a really, really short period of time. To have gone from effectively concept to actually running uh, preliminary exercises, and you know, from what the sounds of it, uh, really quite successfully. Um, that's a rapid curve by anybody's um, anybody's standard. Having worked in in this realm now for quite a while, I don't think I can think of a, a project that's gone from zero to to actually producing uh, training output in such a rapid period but what next i mean clearly this is just the start of the um start of the curve for you so where, where do you see it going next um well um we've got various other um internal organizations and groups within the army um uh approaching us for uh, with interest in sort of expanding the system and rolling it out more wide scale um Matthew mentioned that we have um, we're running an exercise tomorrow, um, which um, which is going to be witnessed by um, Sandhurst um, and the Land Warfare Centre at Warminster. Um, so we're hoping that they're going to roll it out, and I think that's their intention. Um, and as a more um, lower level uh, continuing, there was we haven't yet reached the ambition of where we wanted to get this as. Um, we just between myself and Matthew, um, our ambition was to get it to a battle group level uh, exercise with right. about uh, 15 to 20 players per team, um, which we're planning to run um, sort of uh, within the next sort of six weeks. So if you reckon you're going to reach your overriding ambition in, in six weeks, I mean, that that's, that's not, that's not long at all, is it? Um, so clearly you, you must have a, bigger ambition than that so presumably with this process we you could ramp it out almost force wide and have you had any thoughts about say maybe um joint force approaches and and things like that or is is, is that just a bit far far away at the moment um i think joint force approach is, is is a bit far away to be honest um and i and with the tool that we've developed it is it was designed with with land warfare in mind mm -hmm. um and it would be a significantly more more work and more time to start rolling it out for um, sort of tri-service or even two-service um, tactical uh, uh, games. Cool. But it certainly sounds um, sounds very exciting. It's definitely got a life outside of being, uh, I guess, you, we've seen quite a few sort of lockdown hobbies, as it were. This clearly is way more than that. So uh, congratulations to you both for... Um, producing what sounds of sounds a um a tremendous system and um a tremendous tool and we we look i look forward to hopefully seeing it in action at, at some point in the future um 
I guess on the on the last thing, have you what have you learned about yourselves while doing this? Is there has there been anything that um, you've realised as you've gone through this process, either through lockdown itself or, do, or doing this, that you've maybe realised about yourself and you, you've you've learned from this, or or is, is it still business as usual? Um, I think I think in terms of what I've learned, I think it is supposed to sort of business as usual in terms of what I've learned about myself, but in terms of planning and developing something, I've certainly learned a lot about how to design something and how to design a product um, uh, and how to, to just sort of organize people and, and get things moving i suppose i'd very much echo those sentiments it's also um very good practice it's also um i have to say it's, i quite enjoy coming up with the scenarios as well cool. and fun brilliant well I have to say to the both of you, thank you ever so much for coming to um, to share to share what you've done with us. I think it's uh, it is really interesting. For anybody who's um, wanting to find out more about this, then I'll make sure that um, what contact contact details we pass on will be put into the um, into the description of the podcast, so anybody can get hold of um, can get hold of Edward or Matthew um, uh, in the future. So just read down in the um, in the description, and all the details will be there. Um, but for now, Edward and Matthew, thank you very much for your time. I think it's it's really interesting. Like I said, I just reiterate, well done and congratulations. Um, hopefully this will be a system that goes on and, and basically improves um, tactical training within the uh, within the Army as a minimum. But from I think from what you're talking about, I think it's got even wider application than that. So, um, yeah, thank you very much. I really appreciate it. The As a bit of a wash-up from me, there are... Um, I would would suggest that everybody who's listening really go go and have a look at the um, Chartered Institute of Ergonomics and Human Factors uh, website. There is a lot of information out there being published about um, all issues to do with COVID at the moment, everything from um, NHS and um, large um, operations about get going back to work, about how, how we can operate under the current circumstances, all the way through to people about um, giving advice about working from home. So there's lots of information out there in the ergonomics world for anybody who wants it. But outside of that, we've got um, an exciting program coming up of, um, of more podcasts um, in, in, the next, in the next few weeks. And hopefully, so keep your eyes open every um, every Monday. Then we should be publishing out um, new material. So look forward to seeing you then. But as for now, um, thank you very much, and we'll see you on the next one. Thank you for listening to Twelve O Two, the Human Factors Podcast. Please do get in touch with your thoughts, questions, and comments. You can contact us at www.barrykirby.co.uk and on Twitter at B-A-Z underscore K. See you next time. And remember, it's more than just common sense.